welcome. It's indisputable. I'm your host, Rashad Richard. Good to be with you. We have a lot on the agenda today. Breaking down news of the day with me, my contributor, Ray Vonham, always fascinating, Rebel HQ All Star. Top story of the day Matt Gates, who was once under investigation by the federal government for human sex trafficking of a minor. It is alleged he's an avid cocaine user by some of his colleagues in Congress. That Matt Gates used a word that we use on this show. It's called Karen. But in his context, he's saying that Karens can be traded for two other individuals as it relates to voting for Donald Trump. Here's the clip. What I could tell you is like for every Karen we lose, there's a there's a Julio and a Jamal ready to sign up for the MAGA movement. And that abodes well for our ability to be more diverse and to be more durable as You know, producers, um, I'm going to have you all play that clip again because I know some people are just saying, oh my goodness, what? What did he say? Okay, I'm going to let you know what he said again. Here it is. What I could tell you is like for every Karen we lose, there's a there's a Julio and a Jamal ready to sign up for the MAGA movement. And that abodes well for our ability to be more diverse and to be more durable. We utilize the term Karen and Karenicity to indicate the utilization of adverse behavior, typically privilege, weaponizing white tears. Um, these elements harm people in societal construct. And so we highlight it as a way to provide an opportunity for society to see and for that person to correct. It is not a term of endearment, is my point. So Matt Gates says, Karen, Jamal, and Julio. So he's telling you what he calls us at the country club. Black people are Jamals. Hispanic people are Julios, according to Matt Gates. Now, here's the dynamic beyond the hyperbolic commentary he provided. You see, they simply want diversity without diverse policies. They don't talk about how to actually advance, progress the agenda of black economics or how do we provide opportunities to resolve immigration, to fix it, to have a thoughtful, actual policy. No, he just wants in place of Karens that leave, we should just have uh, some Jamals and some Julios will be fine. You see, policy is the name of the game. It is the actual reason for this political chess match that we have every year. And without a policy agenda, they go into personality and culture. Nothing more, nothing less. Don't be deceived, ladies and gentlemen. A black Republican called my program this morning. It was an interesting conversation because he said all of the usual antithetical rhetoric as it relates to Biden. Much of it I agreed with actually. The part that always creates the dilemma where they lose credibility is when they pivot and 
no longer have the same level of linear integrity as it relates to Republicans. So my simple question to the caller this morning was, what policy can you speak to that Trump brought or that Republicans champion that actually benefit black people or brown people? He could not find one, not a single one. You see, there is a reason why most African-Americans do support left-leaning politicians because left-leaning politics or the policies thereof actually benefits black people more so than Republican policies. It is evident in the outcomes. All right, Ravana, um, these cats are getting more bold by the minute. Sooner or later, we're gonna go back to a 60s style of running for president or running for governor of a particular state where there are some states you couldn't get elected governor if you did not say the N word on record. What say you? Yeah, absolutely. And Matt Gates was is unashamed of his racism there. He's uh, not afraid to tell the world what he and his friends, uh, how they refer to black men and Hispanic men. He's willing to say it on air, on camera for the world to see because he's proud of it. Um, he's also proud to denigrate women, referring to all of us as Karens. Um, and I think that you made an excellent point that on this show, uh, the label of Karen is not thrown around loosely. It is right. applied to individuals who are deserving of it. And uh, men and women alike who engage yep. in Karen-like behavior des- who deserve that title are labeled so. But he is just using it as a, a term to describe all women. And I think it really shows how little alleged sex trafficker, alleged yeah. uh, a man who allegedly shows nude photos of very young women uh, around the floor of Congress to his his buddies in the Republican Party does, does not respect women whatsoever. But I also think you really hit the nail on the head about the Republican Party wanting to be able to tout diversity without actually forwarding any policies that are diverse or benefit uh, minorities or people of color in this country whatsoever. And I think that the Democratic Party has to do some work to point out that hypocrisy because he what he was saying there isn't completely without truth, you know, buried in all of his racism. There is a higher percentage uh, of uh, black voters who are supporting the Republican Party and Hispanic voters supporting the Republican Party, uh, particularly Asian voters, although he didn't mention them. Um, and the Democratic Party needs to sit down and ask themselves, why is this? How have we failed? And no group is a monolith, but how have we failed voter outreach? How have we failed to value these individuals? How have we failed to advance policies that are in the interest of these people that they would turn away from us? How can we do better as opposed to what I think they're doing now, which is just expecting, expecting and relying on these individuals to vote for them without offering anything in return. And after so many elections, without giving any meaningful uh, policies towards these people, without passing meaningful legislation towards these communities, they're seeing the results of their own inaction and it should scare them. That the numbers, you know, not in huge percentages, but there is a small shift. They need to be more cognizant of how they have failed these these groups in this country. That's right. And listen, you can look at the stats, pure research and beyond. Under Donald Trump, black people did worse. Household median income dropped under Donald Trump. Um, home ownership of black families dropped under Donald Trump. 
the actual ratio of graduation dropped under Donald Trump. The gutting of federal programs like Federal Trio, Upward Bound, etc. That happened under Donald Trump. These programs have real and positive effect in black communities at large. But he will tout his next step act, step up act. Come on, man, that affected less than 1% of the black population. These other programs had massive impact across the entire population. And remember, that act was a bipartisan act. That wasn't Donald Trump's bill. Hell of a thing, a cop, cops, plural, actually, they chase a teenager. He has autism. They tase him multiple times. He's 14. He's in his back. Yard. Here it is. Get your hands up! Hands up! Hands up! Do now! Thompson's family says he was returning home from getting snacks at the grocery store when he was tased multiple times in their own backyard. Don't move! But in the video, one officer questions whether they have the right person. I don't think this him, bro. This might not be him. Thompson hospitalized with tase marks on his body and a fractured hip. His mother frantic. The family's attorney says the teenager was never charged. He's just a lovable kid, you know, and I just I couldn't believe that this could happen to my kid. Yeah. Um, so sad. Put up the picture full mask. You know, that kid had to be terrified. You have men chasing you with guns. You're at home. You just left your house because your, your parents gave you permission to go get snacks. These stores right down the street, no issue. You've made this trip a hundred times. It's your community. You're just walking and all of a sudden men with guns are chasing you. Body camera footage shows a Dalton, Illinois police officer using a stun gun on a 14-year-old child of various Thompson. The young Mr. Thompson and his family told ABC Chicago station WLS that the teen suffered injuries, including, as you heard, a fractured hip. Do you know how painful a fractured hip is? A fractured hip in a 14-year-old body. This was the morning of November 20th, 2023. We're recently receiving the video footage. According to the Delta Police Department's incident report, Delta Police were assisting police in the nearby village of Riverdale in the search for four black males who had fled from a crashed stolen vehicle two of whom were allegedly carrying rifles and a handgun. Dalton officers spotted two subjects, one of whom, according to them, here we go, matched the description, say it with me, class, matched the description of the suspect. In a nearby backyard and pursued them according to the incident report. An officer pursuing Avarius ordered the team to stop before tasing him, according to the incident report. Hands up, hands up, 
A Delta police officer can be heard yelling in the body camera footage as he runs toward the child with his taser extended. After the teen jumps over a fence, the officer deploys the taser, the footage shows. Now I want you to be reminded of a few things. Number one, the child is autistic. Number two, obviously the child simply is in fear of his life because the child knows I've done no wrong here. I have not committed a crime. Why are these men chasing me with guns telling me to stop? That's the last thing. That's the last thing he is going to do. Stop for what? Um, a various attempts to get up when the officer deploys his taser again. And a few seconds later, the footage shows, don't move, don't move. The officer says, you move, you're going to get some more. They call it riding the lightning. They like to do that to people. A various father, Mr. Eric Thompson, told WLS News that the footage, when he saw it, was frightening to watch. I can't imagine. I could not imagine seeing my child go through something like that. And you are watching it. It's already happened, but you're powerless to do anything to change the, the, the reality of that moment. And all you can do is provide comfort and hopefully get some justice. Well, we want justice to be done. Uh, answers are required. And right now, we don't have many of them. Um, but tactics, training, compassion, decency, humanity. Those things should be affixed to positions like that. How many times have we reported right here on Indisputable when literally the person is the criminal, they have the gun, and they happen to be of a different skin color? And you will hear a cop say, hey, don't worry. We got all day. Nobody's going to shoot you. And the person is there with the gun. We have a story we did where we reported on a woman goes into a hospital, shoots her husband. Shoots the ceiling. Cops come in. Everybody is afraid in the hospital. They get the hell up out of there. All the employees leave. Cops come in. What's the first thing the cop says? Nobody's going to harm you. Just calm down. The woman's husband is dying in the room. But she happens to be white. She has already shot someone. And she gets every benefit of the doubt imaginable. This young man is walking from the store. All right, Ravana thoughts. I mean, it's absolutely disturbing the, the video. And I'll say that 50% of individuals who are murdered by police officers are disabled in some way, particularly mm. overrepresented uh, mm. are people who are neurodivergent because they might not react as officers expect individuals to react when they are thrust into a situation where they can recognize that their life is on the line. And the expectations put on people interacting with police, the way that they behave, that is reinforced by every white racist on the internet coming after uh, individuals who run from police or uh, don't comply uh, attacking them for not behaving in a perfect manner when a gun is pointed at them. I mean, but that intensity is only amplified for individuals who are neurodivergent. And we have, you know, a population of police who are very unwilling to engage in any sort of 
um, you know, de-escalation tactics when the victim is a person of color. But as you just laid out, Dr. Ritchie, when it is a white person, they're significantly more likely to enter the situation calm and understanding no matter how violent that person uh, just was or what atrocious act they committed. This was just a child coming home from the store. And I'll say Dalton and Riverdale, Illinois, are both cities that have populations that are over 90% black, yep. over 90% black. So I would first question why the police departments there are not in any way similar to the demographics of those cities. And then I would also question how vague was the description of these, you know, supposed these alleged uh, carjackers that they could just see any person and attack them, thinking that they fit that description? And again, in a uh, city that is so predominantly black, if they're just saying young black male, you are describing a massive portion of the population there and creating the circumstances that lead to this type of violence. And of course, it all comes back to. Again, the police population there being a massive misrepresentation of the actual demographics of those cities. You made such a stellar point about how many individuals who are neurodivergent are killed by the police. And I would argue that being neurodivergent can be situational as well. And you could take someone, hell, I would be like that. Somebody runs up to me with a gun out and screaming and yelling, my mind is not as coherent in that moment. Um, it's a very sad thing. We're going to stay on top of this story. The parents obviously are seeking justice. All right, put up the picture full mass. I have a couple of things to highlight here. Um, Hartsfield Jackson International Airport, Atlanta International Airport, uh, busiest airport in the world. It has significant, significant commerce at that airport. I mean, there's a food station, multiple coffee shops, and it is a crowded place almost all the time. According to the report, she got into a fight with a coworker. We don't know who was at fault. It could have been self-defense. We don't know. I want to highlight something very interesting with how seemingly management handled this and maybe her coworkers. The white male in in his attempt to stop her from coming back behind the counter, he threw this young lady and to me was excessively violent. That's my opinion. The black male demonstrated significant restraint. If you look at the full video, she actually, she hit him. She hit him. You know what he did? Realizing that it's not too much this person can do to me to actually harm me right now. He didn't get angry and hit her back. She picked up a chair, what did he do? He just took it out of hand. That's it. And his role was to stop 
the conflict. And so he just wanted to stop her from getting back behind the counter where the fight allegedly started. I want to highlight the brother who did that. Thank you for showing the world an example of leadership in a distressing moment. I mean, the way you handled that, sir, to me was, you're a good man, obviously. You're a good man. It, you did. You seem more disappointed that it was happening than mad that it was happening. Your coworker, however, the guy. All right. Obviously, the young lady was having a very bad day. Um, this is an airport. An airport, as I say often, is basically a police precinct, especially in Atlanta. There's no way she's getting away. No way possible. Okay. Um, all right. Put up the other picture. The video. Shows the employee grappling with multiple co-workers, including, as I said, slapping one in the face. Near the middle of the video, she walks away, looks like she changed her mind, uh, jumps up on the counter. Okay, give me my stuff. Literally, they did still have her stuff behind the counter. Still behavior, obviously not excusable. But once again, this is a th- these are immature actions, and people have bad days. I have had bad days. I have engaged in immature actions as a young man uh, and sometimes as an older man. It all started with a heated argument, according to the information we have. Espresso shots at harvesting grounds by Gate D9. I know Gate D9 harvest uh, harvest grounds well. According to the incident report, at least two store managers had to jump in, hold the woman back from attacking another woman. The incident report states she picked up a chair to throw it at one point. And according to Atlanta News First, the incident report states she picked up a chair to throw it at one point, and one of the managers snatched it out of her hands. Police said the woman left before police arrived, and police said she had already been fired. Uh, and the police, they have basically said, you know, we're not going to talk about it, <laughs> which was really ironic. Um, normally, when that happens, when the police say, yeah, no comment, that means that they are looking at a situation possibly with the lens of grace that may not normally be applied here because they have additional information. So we don't have any conclusive information about an actual arrest. Possibly uh, the manager chose not to press charges given the circumstances and maybe even her age. All right, thoughts here. Yeah, I think that you're highlighting the man who threw her to the ground, this woman who is a fraction of his size. Yeah. Uh, I think it was important to highlight that because it reminds me of something that, you know, feminist scholars have written about, which is uh, almost a psychosis, particularly in white men, with the idea that they might be able to uh, be justified in hitting a woman. Mm. He seemed almost happy to be able to throw this woman to the ground. And maybe there was another person behind the counter who she was fighting with, who he's trying to protect. But you're exactly right. There was no reason to use that kind of force on her. Um, and the other man demonstrated perfectly, you know, how yeah. he was trying to de-escalate the situation. You're also right. Everybody has bad days. And I think it's, uh, you know, I would hope that I wouldn't act that way in public, but you never know what might break you. And especially if she was, you know, losing her job, that can be an extremely, I mean, that could be the difference between housing and being, uh, you know, homeless in this country. Yeah. It could be a very severe thing to go through a very emotional situation. So, Things make people crack, and I think you're exactly right. Also, about the uh, the police are not giving additional details, so maybe there was something else that happened. Um, 
that led to this moment. But I think one thing is evidenced here, and that's that in this country, we need to do more in the way of educating people how to manage our emotions so that we see yeah. less violent outbreaks like this, because it is something that uh, schools don't properly do. It's something you know that is inaccessible for a lot of people because healthcare is unaffordable in this country, and it is a necessary tool, You know, one that I utilize working in education, one that I utilize with myself now, something that I think everybody could benefit from if we cared more about, you know, managing emotions and, and teaching that sort of, you know, empathy education in this country. Yeah, so well said. And I will say this based on the outcome of it. Um, this is my conclusion, all circumstantial. Um, possibly what happened in the back was self-defense. That is a possibility. And if it was self-defense and there was a conflict with her and another manager, well, that other manager may have crossed the line to where that's mutual combat now, okay? And if the black male who clearly did not want to be an aggressor chooses not to press charges, this whole thing is a nothing. Uh, everything kind of evens out. That's just me putting my uh, law school graduate hat on. We have an exclusive update. Remember Miss Kiana Cooper and how she was harassed by the police, beaten by the police, charges dropped. They now, her and her mother, speak out. I want to remind you of the exclusive we brought you first. Here it is. For Zulu Lima. Oh my God, this is amazing. This is amazing. How you doing? You got an ID on you, ma'am? Why am I giving my ID? Because I asked for it. Because you asked. Yes, ma'am. Okay, I no longer feel comfortable because I don't even have a problem. Okay, here. well, I'm asking you for ID. If you don't produce it, I'm going to take you to jail. Okay, so let okay, me see your ID. Do you hear this, mom? Do you hear this, mom? I'm waiting on my friend, and now I'm about to get arrested because I'm, I'm not going to ask you again. I'm not going to ask you again. Hear this, mom? He's not giving me a problem. Or what? What did I do wrong? What did I do? These people can kill me, Mom. I I'm going to ask you one more time, and then I'm going to pull you out of the car, okay? No, you're not pulling me out of nothing. Sorry, please. Why are you being aggressive? After our original reporting, we received correspondence that this officer had done this same routine, walking up to black women in that same area, asking for ID, arresting them, harassing them, sometimes violently, and only charging them with resisting arrest and no other crime. Her charges, Ms. Cooper's charges, have been summarily dropped after our reporting. Before, they were trying to prosecute to the fullest extent. No plea negotiation offered. 
nothing. They wanted to make an example. Well, we got more information now. Put up the picture for mask. Um, beautiful soul. I've spoken to her and her mother offline. Remarkable people. Talk about good-hearted individuals. And then this piece of garbage cop. It was late October when we received the news that indisputable coverage led to the dismissal of charges for Ms. Kiana Cooper. The black woman was brutally assaulted by a Broward County Sheriff's deputy in Florida. Now we have statements from Ms. Cooper following that last update. Prosecutors dropped the charges after she was falsely accused of assaulting the deputy, which you did not see because it did not happen, who arrested her on her birthday last year when she advocated for herself and asked a relevant question. Cooper was facing felony charges of aggravated battery on a law enforcement officer resisting an officer with violence. Throughout the ordeal, Cooper maintained her innocence, asserted that the deputy, Stephen Davis, was the aggressor, most of which was actually recorded on his body cam from May 7th. 2022, we obtained the body cam footage at Indisputable, showed it to the world, and all of a sudden, everybody in the justice system said, ah, we've made a mistake here. You had the damn footage yourself. You knew exactly what you were trying to do. This is some of the damage this cop did to Miss Cooper. Okay? See that? As we covered in October, direct source tied to our family informed us that our coverage led to the dismissed charges, sent us an email, said, and I quote, um, I want to thank you, Dr. Rashad, and the whole TRT network. I am pleased to say if the airing of your video did not take place, please, Kiana Cooper's case would have not been resolved properly, end quote. Now we have statements from Ms. Cooper herself and her mother. Ms. Cooper said, and I quote, this whole process has been exhausting. I'm happy to say my criminal record has been null prost. However, he beat me like I was an animal. Went against my rights as a civil citizen. All the while moving in good faith of the state and everyone around me stood by him, protected him, and made wicked claims about me as if I was crazy. She continued, this whole situation has taken me through the toughest times of my life. I was not expected nor prepared to get into trouble like this, where something like this could affect my background records, cleared prior and will be, should be cleared after this incident. This is new and frustrating to me. The worst part about it all, BSO has Stephen Davis, the cop, the deputy, working still till this day and relocated his position. Update, I'm currently preparing for civil court, uh, meaning she's about to sue them, okay? She's about to sue them. Uh, Keanu's mother gave us a statement as well, remarkable woman, quote, 
I reached out numerous, I reached out to numerous attorneys to see if anyone can help my daughter and I. I was told by several attorneys they would not fight against the police department. As a result, we did find one attorney who was a former officer. He took the case, and yes, it was a rocky road for my daughter and I. We're talking about the criminal case. I am just happy to say the criminal portion is over. However, my baby going through this pain and hurt affects me as well. Being a witness to this situation happening to my daughter, both physically and emotionally, has truly hurt me, and I want this man fired. He should be arrested. He should be indicted. He falsified a police report. He, I'm sure he's lied under oath. He definitely did not engage in office or, let's say, workplace de-escalation policies. None of that occurred. There's more. Quote, he should not be in America police. No one the way he did my daughter. Kiana could be your daughter, your mother, your wife, your sister. The way he handled the situation, it should be zero tolerance for anyone doing this to others, no matter what status you have. In conclusion, I seek some help to find a civil rights lawyer because the officer is still working, never stopping working. After your broadcast on August 24th, 2023, I was told per the attorney, he was relocated to another situation or location. Put up the sheriff. This is Sheriff Gregory Tony. He's actually made a couple of moves I agreed with, and some I do not. Keeping this individual on staff as a cop, Sheriff, is going to bite you and every taxpayer in that county in the ass. Now, you're making a decision here. Because as the elected sheriff, you have constitutional authority. The civil service rules do not apply to you like they would apply to the chief of police. You can fire him and deal with the political fallout, but at least you did the right thing. Because this could have been your daughter, Sheriff. And we already have it on record that he has done this to other women of color in that same area. You know he stinks. All right, Ravana, thoughts here? Yeah, I wish Kiana and her family all the luck moving forward in the civil litigation that is to come. She deserves, absolutely deserves compensation for the uh, physical trauma she endured, for the emotional trauma she endured, and the reputational damage that she suffered as a result of the egregious lies uh, of the sheriff's department. Uh, I will also say that there has not been sufficient justice, though, in just dropping the charges against her. This police officer needs to be, as you mentioned, prosecuted because shuffling him around while still allowing him to maintain a position of power when he has shown a pattern of abuse specifically towards black women is absolutely not just inappropriate, it it shouldn't be happening at all. And again, that is just demonstrating the lack of accountability that he is being held to. I'll also point out that uh, from the moment he assaulted Kiana, the sheriff's, when when he brought her back to the station, the sheriff's department knew what happened. They had the body cam footage. They knew exactly what went down and that his version of events was a complete and utter lie and that she while proclaiming her innocence was telling the absolute truth but it took that footage being aired here on this show and the outrage of this audience and the platform here 
for them to reverse course in charging her. What does that tell the audience? What does that tell us as Americans about the state of this department? That they knew what happened beyond a doubt with the footage, but they were still willing to, you know, put this young woman through this torturous experience and protect the officer that violently assaulted her. That's right. It tells you that they are, in fact, corrupt. That's it. They are corrupt. Regardless of policy, their culture eats that policy alive. All right, we got more on the other side. It's indisputable. Stick and stay. A principle, okay? A principle caught on uh, recording saying a lot of bigoted stuff. Now, there's some twists and turns that I need to highlight, but here is the audio. You know, I, I seriously don't understand why I have to constantly put up with these dumbasses here every day. Between these ungrateful black kids who can't test their way out of a paper bag, or these teachers who don't get it, how hard is it to get these students to meet their grade level expectations? Lawrence and Ravenel should have never been hired. And don't let me get started on DJ. I'm going to drag his black ass out of here one way or another. I'm going to get something to stick. I'm just so sick of the inadequacies of these people. And if I have to get one more complaint from one more Jew in this community, I'm going to join the other side. I mean, if this is true, sir, if that's you, you went full Hitler, sir. I mean, full Hitler. Put up full mass. Baltimore County Schools is investigating the principal of Pikesville High for alleged derogatory remarks about students and staff, according to ABC2. W-E-W-M-A-R News. We got this from the local news in Baltimore. The voice in the audio is believed to be Mr. Eric Eisworth. Okay? It is believed to be. I'm going to tell you why it is believed to be. Superintendent Miriam Rogers released a statement calling the recording, quote, deeply disturbing, quote, I understand how upsetting this recording is for many members of the team, BCPS community, said Rogers. We will not tolerate disparaging remarks about any member of the team, BCPS community. And then you have the Baltimore County Executive. His name is Johnny Alzuski, who also issued a statement and said, quote, hate discrimination, and prejudice have no place in our community, especially in our schools. The statements being circulated are abhorrent. And my administration is providing our full support to BCPS as they conduct, as they conduct a thorough investigation. Following the conclusion of this investigation, I know swift action will be taken to hold those accountable.
Now, there's another side of this that is going to be, well, just kind of interesting. Put them up full mass. Okay. Now, in a statement, Baltimore County Senator Charles Sindor said, quote, after listening to the audio recording, I immediately reached out to the Baltimore County Public Schools. It is my understanding that the principal's union claims that this recording is AI generated. While our system entitles individuals to due process, the nature of these comments warrants an extensive investigation. So we're giving you all of the background details of what's being said. Now, I want you to realize uh, the senator did not say the principal is saying that it is AI generated. This is an important point of uh, something uh, known as plausible, all right? Uh, plausible. Uh, is it plausible that it wasn't him? I mean, is he on camera? Could it be AI? So the union said this, all right? Rogers said the school system has not yet confirmed the veracity of the recording. Um, they kind of did, though, uh, in their statements. Let me continue. Uh, but it's working to do so. WMAR2 News also has not independently verified the authenticity. Since the authenticity of the audio has not been verified, it's unclear if the principal has been suspended. School spokesperson um, by Yandi Anajal denied to comment about the status of his job, according to the Baltimore Sun. I mean, damn, did he do it or not? I'm telling you this, y'all put out a deep fake about me. I'm going to let you know if that was me or not. Okay, yay or nay, I'll put it on Twitter for you. I mean, X, I'll definitely let you know though. You won't have to check with somebody else to check with somebody to get back to you later. It will come from me. That is not me on that recording. Why can't we get a simple, that is not me on the recording from the principal. Um, the Council of Administrative and Supervisor Employees Executive Director, Bill, Billy Burke, who represents the principal, defending him in a statement saying, the outrageous language in the audio is not the language, thoughts of character of Principal Eisworth. He is an outstanding school leader who has daily demonstrated his commitment to the students community and faculty of Pikesville High School. We support the BCPS investigation. We'll provide our full cooperation. We ask that there be a pause on any rush to judgment and that we act respectfully to his family, staff, and to each other. Let this be a reminder that hate has no place. What? But you're defending the guy who was alleged to have said the remark. And, and still, sir, did he tell you he didn't say it? Because you haven't said that either. Nor has the communications director, nor has the superintendent, and nothing independent from the principal. Here's what I'm saying to you all. All right. So, so may possibly, possibly you all just are just too smart and things aren't connected. That's possible. Somebody needs to let the principal know he needs to make a quote if it's not him. If he did, I would have read it, okay? All right, uh, Ravana 
AI deepfake here, according to uh, the union. It is a fairly funny claim to make in defense of him because I'll say, you know, you said that if someone made a deep fake of you, you would immediately say whether or not you said it, but it right. would be significantly easier for someone to make a, you know, deep fake uh, AI audio recording of your voice or even my voice because there's hundreds if not thousands of hours of <laughs> us right. speaking on camera that they could feed into um an AI to generate our voice and it still wouldn't be you know, spot on as far as inflection goes or our particular cadences and the way we speak, but the voice would probably sound fairly similar to the way that we sound. Um, this is a random principle. Why? How on earth would they gather enough audio recording of his voice to feed into an AI to make it say something that sounds like him? And I'll also say, you know, who is making this, right? Who is attempting to take this elementary school principle down? Because if you're going to tell me it's the students, the words that he said were not that that could have been crafted by an elementary school student. You know, I don't think that they're talking about test scores in that way or, you know, test themselves out of a paper bag doesn't to me sound like something that a child would <laughs> type into an AI and have their principle repeat. And if you're saying it's a the teachers or a community member, again, the, what is the motivation behind doing this? But just, you know, to wrap up, I'll say to every one of those individuals who said there is no place for racism in our district or hate has no home here. Clearly, if this tape is true, it does, because this man who was seemingly very proud to say those those racist things in the moment has been allowed to become a principal to oversee a school with a, a diverse population holding those you know allegedly holding those racist beliefs so clearly hate does have a place in this district and individuals are coming forward to support him so until this is you know he is removed uh, and and the I'll say it. Their bogus claims that it was AI are you know rebuked wholeheartedly. Um, they really can't make that argument because they allowed this racist individual, this hateful, I mean Nazi esque individual, yeah. to have this position where he is has the unique ability to shape the lives of so many young children in this uh, in this district. Yeah, and they want uh, teachers to have guns. Right. Yeah. I'm going to highlight some good cops because it's important to do that as well and show you how professionally they handled an irate situation that could have ended very bad. Here's the first video. She just spit on my car now. You can see it leaking down. She's spitting on me. We hit. I'm not. You drove into me. No, no. You drove into me. The front of your car hit mine. You're supposed to be on this side. You drove into me. You on this side. You drove into me, ma'am. Ma'am, you drove into me. Ma'am, drove the front of your car into me. You put the front of your car into mine. I didn't move the back of my car into you. Stop right there in the middle of the road. Because you almost hit me. Because you almost hit me. Hurry up, get up, hurry up, get over here, 
It's a private, it's private. It's We're not blocking it's traffic. It's not private, bitch. Yeah, this is private. Do you own it, bitch? No. no. Either does the city. Obviously, obviously, this individual is being irate. There's rage, um, even racism. And there's a physical attack coming. Now, the physical attack happens in front of of the police. Police, they arrive, he called 911. Physical attack happens in front of them. Here's what happened next. Look how far you are. Wait for the Look cops. The road, Just wait for the Look cops. You, you started driving you at me, so I stopped. You can't drive for started driving at me, you so I stopped. Of the front of your car you into mine. Me, Stop Here's me, the cops. Stop recording me, bitch. Here's the cops. Stop recording me, bitch. Well, I'm pressing Stop charges now. Me, I'm pressing Stop charges me, now. Stop. You can't press charges. I'm pressing charges. You're recording me without my permission, bitch. It's illegal. I'll do whatever I want. Stop it off. Yep. Stop recording me, bitch. Stop recording me, bitch. Stop you just hit my bitch. phone. Stop recording me. Stop recording me, bitch. You just hit my phone. She just spit on me. She hit my phone. She hit my car. Listen, I, I really, um, let's put up the picture for a mask. I got to give these officers credit. It's, it's a difficult situation to come into. You, you see the aggressor, the person actually hit uh, the individual twice. Uh, there are two strikes that we can see um, on the video. And then the aggressor runs toward the police car. And none of the, the police first say, hey, knock it off. Almost like, you know, it's not really a big deal. Okay, knock it off. And then after the physical confrontation, um, the aggressor runs toward the police car. He just gets out of the car and say, listen, I, you know, puts on handcuffs and say, you're not under arrest. Um, you can't hit people. Uh, then the other officer goes to the other guy and says, listen, to, to, to defuse this, can you just turn the camera off? We're here now. Like, we're here now. There's no need to keep recording. All right, she's in handcuffs. I thought it was extremely well done, and none of them got mad. They didn't get angry. They they didn't throw on the ground. They they did not try to mace her. They did not pull out guns. They didn't say, "Don't approach the car. Get on the ground." None of that happened. It is a difficult situation. It is assault when you hit someone. She did it in front of the police, according to this video. And she was still treated like a person who committed an offense. And that's really all we ask. She's alive. There's due process. 
She will get a day in court. She will have an opportunity to face her accusers, etc. That's the way it's supposed to work. This is the way it's supposed to work. Um, per the Daily Mail, this road rage uh, incident um, was over a parking lot dispute. Um, and she was detained. Video of the incident has gone viral. Uh, it's been posted on Reddit, uh, possibly uploaded by the individual who was uh, recording. Um, so we decided to blur her face. And the reason we blurred her face on Indisputable is because I think she could possibly be um, a minor. I don't know. She could possibly be very young. Uh, and anytime there's that possibility, and it's not already, uh, for example, on network news or ABC or whatever. Um, I, I make that decision here at Indisputable. Uh, the girl who was seen uh, driving a black Mercedes-Benz uh, C300 uh, looked to be exiting the car park while the man driving a gray truck was entering. Uh, both cars were inches away from each other, as you saw. Uh, so conflict happens. Sometimes, you know, the bracelets come out and it's not unjustifiable for the professionalism of the police. Um, I applaud them in this situation. What say you, Ravana? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is how we want police to behave in a situation like this, where someone has clearly violated the law, needs to be detained for the safety of others, and potentially also for their own safety, um, and to give them an opportunity to calm down before evaluating the situation and determining what next steps to take. I have high suspicions that if she was a different race than she was, the situation would not have gone so smoothly and her uh, agitated state would have been perceived by the officers as a threat against them. And they probably would not have handled her with as much care as they did, which I think, you know, is just, again, an indictment of the the two-tier justice system we have in this country. But I will say there was, she taught me something in that video, uh, which is a defense I didn't learn during my three years of law school, which is if you are being detained, you can just say, officer, you can't arrest me. I've got places to be. Yeah, I noticed that too. I was like, I'm going to use that if, if I'm ever <laughs> detained again. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, we'll bring you updates if there's an update available. All right, welcome back. Let me give you a hell of a story. Cops kill a man. All right, they avoid murder charges. They have to resign because, you know, they committed murder. And then they get paid $500,000 for resigning. Put up the picture full mass. Three Tacoma, Washington police officers, Christopher Burbank, Matthew Collins, and Timothy Rankin, who were found not guilty in the case of Manuel Ellis, who died in police custody in 2020, will each now receive a bonus for killing a black man. $500,000 because they resigned. I kid you not. Chief Avery L. Moore announced on Tuesday that the officers voluntarily resigned and left in, quote, good standing, despite one of them violating department's courtesy policy in 2020. All three were otherwise cleared of departmental violations, the policies 
at that time under those policies then. Now, once again, they voluntarily resigned, according to the record. Elizabeth Pauley, the city manager, said in a statement, quote, these agreements support a responsible constructive path forward for our community and Tacoma Police Department. I acknowledge that healing throughout Tacoma will require time, open dialogue, and shared respect. What, ma'am? Matthew Erickson, a lawyer for Mr. Ellis, uh, the Mr. Ellis's family, criticized the agreements as uh, perverse. He highlighted that the former officers had already received about 1.5 million in total during their nearly four years on leave. Everyone in the community should be upset at this. So, so cops literally get paid more money when they kill people. Well, well black people in particular. Uh, meanwhile, the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Western District of Washington launched the investigation into the fatal arrest of Ellis a month after the three officers were acquitted on charges of second-degree murder and manslaughter in his death. The federal review aims to reassess evidence in the state's failed prosecution to ensure no pertinent facts are overlooked and to determine whether the officers would face civil rights charges in the 33-year-old black man's police custody death March 3, 2020. If that review reveals violations of federal criminal statutes, the Justice Department will take appropriate action, said Emily Langley, spokesperson for acting U.S. Attorney for Western Washington, Tessa Gorman. No new evidence is expected to be introduced during the independent probe. Previously, the Pierce County Sheriff's Office faced criticism for botching the investigation after failing to reveal that one of his own deputies was involved in restraining Ellis, leading to federal scrutiny as well as the creation of a new independent office dedicated to investigating police misconduct in the district. The trial lasted more than two months and ended December 21st with acquittals of Matt Collins, Christopher Burbank, and Timothy Rankin, two of whom are white after defense attorneys successfully argued that Ellis died from methamphetamines he took before the fatal encounter and because he suffered from an enlarged heart, ranking as Asian, according to the New York Times. While the Pierce County Medical Examiner concluded that Ellis died as a result of homicide from oxygen deprivation, the jury rejected the arguments by prosecutors who accused the officers of causing Ellis's death by beating uh, shocking and choking the man while he was already hogtied and handcuffed and on the ground. On the night of his death, Ellis was unarmed and walking home with donuts from a 7-Eleven store. He had not committed any crime. He was confronted by three white deputies who held him down, brutalized him as he pleaded, I can't breathe. So let me tell you something. The federal government is getting involved because they know the fix was in. Let me be 100. All of this, we're trying to check. The, no, no, they already know what happened. They clearly know what happened. They know that these guys got away with murder. And when that happened, they said, okay, we now have to get involved. But as they are now investigating the cops for murder, the cops get an additional $500,000 on top of the $1.5 they already got. They couldn't even wait until the investigation for murder was finished in order to give them the money. All right. Ravana, I've never seen anything like this before. This is a first for me. What say you? 
it is absolutely uh, unusual for a U.S. attorney's office to step in and begin investigating um, this type of ruling, especially so quickly after it has taken place. They're doing so, and you're exactly right, because they know, they know that there was at the very least gross incompetence on the prosecution's part, if not outright corruption. And that is yeah. why they will be, you know, investigating that. Also say I have a, you know, some people might hear the term acquittal and that immediately to them, you know, makes them think innocent. But, you know, I have a really good friend who is a uh, defense attorney and the tagline for their office is just because you did it doesn't mean you're guilty. I mean, everybody that's knows true. That <laughs> that, but that's actually it. legally true. Right. Just because, you know, you are acquitted just because the jury might find you innocent doesn't mean that you didn't actually commit it. And in this case, it is abundantly clear that yeah. these officers murdered this innocent man. They reveled in the torture that they put him through and they killed him. And, you know, that was the conclusion uh, of the autopsy. So yeah. the fact that this case, this trial could turn out any other way is just evidence of the uh, corruption and the, the incompetence that led it there. Yeah, and they likely stacked the jury pool as well, which is a, a tactic that is old school, uh, but still available with some of the power that these local jurisdictions have. Roger Stone wants to kill members of Congress, talked about it extensively with a former cop. And here it is. Give me a piece there, and we'll find Swalwell and get this over with. It's time to do it. Then we'll see how brave the rest of them are. You can follow up, either Swalwell or Nadler has to die before the election. They need to get the message. Again, just not putting up with the Yeah, yeah, Roger Stone was putting hits out on political figures he did not like. He said, it's time. Let's see how tough they are now. Put up the picture full mass um, per media. The Capitol Police are now investigating the remarks by Trump operative Roger Stone. This is literally a guy who will put a hit out on somebody on behalf of Donald Trump if Trump requested it. Understand what's happening here. This person is a major political player. Trump already gave him a commuted sentence, basically a clemency. This guy should be in prison today. If he was in prison now, as he is supposed to be, he would not be out here putting hits out on folks, allegedly. Per media, the Capitol Police are now investigating. Um, this person, Roger Stone, was convicted of a of federal crimes in connection with special counsel Robert Mueller's Russia investigation, discussing the assassination of two prominent House Democrats, a source telling media, the FBI is now aiding in the investigation. We brought this to you last week. When reached by media, the FBI, which does not confirm or deny ongoing investigations as policy, declined to comment. Uh, on, and the U.S. Capitol Police also did not offer comment. It was just last Friday when media I published the audio recording of the conversation between Stone and his associate, former NYPD cop Sal Greco, about reps Jerry Nadler and Eric Swalwell. The comments were made weeks before the 2020 election. 
Both Nadler and Swallow will serve on the House Judiciary Committee. They have their own histories with Stone. In a new statement to Mediaite, Swalwell said the comments should be taken seriously by both law enforcement and Congress. Swalwell stated, quote, the Roger Stone assassination plot recording may seem like the ravings of a wannabe gangster. It's not. This is what Trump and his real life thugs do. They try to intimidate opponents and will always choose violence over voting because I'm one of Trump's loudest critics. Stone put a hit out on me, end quote. All right, um, this is interesting. So this threat and other threats of violence by Trump and his supporters must be taken seriously by not only law enforcement, but also my colleagues. Both parties, not just Democrats, must condemn this violence. Unity will always be the best antidote against further violence. Maybe locking their ass up forever too is a good one as well. I'm just saying, the unity thing may come later. But right now, Roger Stone is free, probably still trying to find somebody to put a hit out on you all. So somebody needs to go to jail, okay? Why is this so difficult? Why? I don't understand. We've been reporting on this for damn near two weeks. Roger Stone's still out here in these streets. Okay, Uh, finally, Stone said that I and Trump, Trump's enemies need to get the message. Well, I and the voters have a message for Stone and Trump. We are still here. We are not going away until we bear a MAGAism and make sure America's democracy endures. Listen, all right, I'm glad y'all talking big and bad. Can you arrest, get a Roger Stone arrest? Can you put out a, a warrant for his arrest today? Can you go to the sheriff's office and say, here's a recording. Here's who said it. I would like to file an independent warrant against Roger Stone. He needs to go to jail. There's more. Uh, Stone's sentence was commuted by then President Trump. Like, this is literally a gangster that Trump got out of jail to do gangster-ish for him. So Roger Stone gets out of jail because of Trump before he was set to report to prison. A few months before the Cafe Europa audio was recorded, Nadler announced the Judiciary Committee would be investigating why Stone's sentence was commuted by Trump. Stone has denied making the comments even after the audio was published by Media Ike. The infamous political operative claimed the audio was poorly fabricated, AI-generated fraud, all because I'm loyal to Trump, end quote. Stone has previously claimed that comments he made apparently called for violence that were called on video by a, docu- a documentary crew were deep fakes, end quote. Uh, let's put up the police. He was talking to this guy. Uh, Greco, who was fired by the NYPD in 2022 over his association with Stone, did not deny the conversation. Did not deny it happened. Remember, Stone is talking to him. So this is an AID fake. Greco would be like, hey, you know what? Listen, that actually never happened. I never heard of it. Hell, he could just lie and say, you know what? That conversation never happened. Mm-mm. AID fake, just like Stone said. But that's not what Greco is saying. Greco says, well, not denying it. He did send a text to media. I quote, I don't think your reader is interested in ancient political fodder. Greco, I see what you did there, Greco. You see, you, you admitted that it's real without admitting that it's real. You, you said it's ancient political fodder. That is called testimony to the facts. Uh, Mediate also reported on the, con- on the conversation between Stone and Greco, where Stone wanted to abduct and punish Aaron Zelensky, the prosecutor, and Mueller probe deputy who led the case against Stone. I mean, you want to go after the deputy? 
Why don't you come from Mahler? Hmm? I mean, hell, why, why? everybody should be on the table. If you're that big and damn bad, Rod, you acting like you're in the mafia or something. Damn, he is still free. Ravana, in the words of Kanye West, how sway? How? <laughs> I mean, Roger Stone is the definition of a thug. His entire career in politics uh, has been defined by the crimes he's been willing to commit to push his agenda. I mean, I need everyone to remember that Roger Stone played an important role in overturning an election that was actually stolen, the 2000 election and the Brooks Brothers riots, ensuring that votes were not counted in the state of Florida. Again, these are the people who claim that they care so much about the integrity of our elections and democracy in this country. Um, but huge shout out to Mediaite for continuing to put pressure on yeah. this man and his, uh, put a uh, his crimes on display for the world to see because they didn't initially produce the audio recording of him as saying this. And he said, unless you can show me the audio of me saying this, it's blatantly untrue. And they said, okay, bet <laughs> here's yeah. the audio of you saying it for the entire world to hear. Yep. They they don't realize like Stone and the crew, they don't realize Mediate was waiting for that moment. Yep. They were waiting for them to say something so they can get the second legs of the story. Boom, he said it. Let's, let's release it. What was the cause of the Civil War, the U.S. Civil War in the 1800s? What was the cause of the Civil War? What do you think the cause of the Civil War was? Uh, I don't know. What would you say is the cause of the Civil War? The Civil War? What caused the Civil War? Huh. Um, they mostly, I'm thinking of, of the first war when we became Americans. And then we had a Civil War. What do you think caused our Civil War? Sin, I suppose, you know. There was something evil. Mankind is hard on each other, man. Yeah. And what do you think, sir, was the cause of the United States Civil War? Of the Civil War? Well, let's see. The North and South, they couldn't get along. It could happen here, too. What do you think is the cause of the Civil War, the U.S. Civil War? Well, I think the Democrats are pushing the race issue extremely far. I don't, like, I had a black man at, the, at my door the other day. Um, I don't have an issue with race, but they're making it such a big issue. They're making it, you know, just even with this Claudia Gay that she was asked to resign from this college in Harvard. It's not a race issue, but they're making it that, and I don't agree with that. What about the Civil War in the 1800s? What do you think was the cause of that? Oh, yeah, that was slavery, wasn't it? Seems so. Mm. This is why. Um, a second grade education is important because every second grader can answer that question quickly. Yeah, um, the person, the last individual who said, I, "I had a black man at my doorstep." What, what, what are you talking about, ma'am? Are you saying that he made it all the way to the doorstep and you didn't kill him? He wasn't inside of your home. Uh, was he delivering a package? All right, uh, some did think another civil war could happen, however. 
Do you think we're near that? Near what? Do you think we're we're getting toward a civil war again? Uh, the good Lord only knows, but I think you know. If he if he thought it was going to end up this way, people are supposed to get along, aren't we? We're all Americans, not just Democrats and Republicans. Do you think that we're on the precipice of another civil war? Not that we're going to start a war, but I think people are going to get fed up. And I think, you know, there was riots in the street how many years ago? Crazy everywhere. And I think that that could happen again, maybe in a bigger scale. You know, the irony is uh, most of these individuals identify as Christian evangelicals. Um, they believe in Yahshua or Jesus Christ. Um, if Jesus came to America, number one, he would be deported by ICE um, or possibly shot being unarmed. All right, Ravana thoughts. I want to remind everybody of the answers these people gave to what the cause of the Civil War was. Uh, the first one was, I don't know, followed up by, <laughs> I'm thinking about the Revolutionary War, which she also couldn't remember the name of, followed by, I'm not racist. There was a black man at my door. <laughs> um, and then uh, also the man who said it was sin. Just a fascinating- it's just a fascinating amount of variation in those answers. When the answer is one word, it's slavery. That is yeah. the true cause. But I think this is a testament to uh, the success, the unfortunate success of the myth of the lost cause, which was, you know, just for anyone who doesn't know, the uh, very successful attempt by the South to rewrite the history of slavery and the Civil War in terms more favorable to them. I mean, you see it represented in textbooks that try to obfuscate the fact that the Civil War was about slavery, yep. talk about uh, the economy without mentioning slavery as a massive component of that difference between the North and the South as well. Um, but I think it really has that as, as well as, you know, the uh, racism that these people harbor, the, the desire for them to to whitewash the history of this country and the evil enduring legacy that is slavery. I mean, that man said the answer is sin, but you know, many people will say the original sin of America is the both the genocide of the indigenous people as well as uh, the system of chattel slavery yep. that uh, they had flourish here. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just a despicable testament to uh, racism in our education system. So well said, so well said. Ivana, always a pleasure. Tell people how they can follow you, check out your great work. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much for having me on. Always a pleasure. Um, everybody can check out my Rebel HQ videos on YouTube uh, and Facebook, and they can follow me for updates on what I'm doing on Twitter at Ravana TTV. All right, there it is. Remember, take care of yourself, take care of each other, take care of the planet. Remember, the truth is always indisputable.